What's up, YouTube? It's your boy again. Come back with another video on this channel. Um, as always, I am the Rhino. And this is obviously my fellow co-host. This is, hi. Hi, y'all. This is Empower. Nice to have you all with us today. Yeah, very, very happy to have you all. Um, so we're going to just share our Excuse me, we're just going to share our experiences before and during and after COVID and what we think about the future after COVID. There is no after. Let, let's correct that. There is no after. COVID is here. It's not going yeah. anywhere. <laughs> correct. All right. Let me, let me, let me, I apologize for misspeaking. But anyways, let's start with an easy question. I'm doing well. How are you today? Um, I'm... I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Got uh, got a busy day ahead. What about you? Uh, you know the usual um, homework. Trying to finish up school. Trying to get ahead. Finally. <laughs> Good. That's always fun. Yeah. Well, that's about it. But I guess um, we'll figure out how to start this properly moving forward. But uh, yeah. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, but what? So obviously our generation lived through covid um pretty not just and everyone yeah everyone future past mm -hmm. present future generations will be affected by covid um right so yeah so what are your thoughts about life before covid this is like 2019 or i guess even early 2020 honestly i i'm just going to speak about my own experience right. i I'm living the time of my, I'm having the time of my life. Um, I learned like many other women in particular and men as well, that you, you know, you no longer have to work for the nine to five that you don't believe in if you can do something on your own. And right. that's something that I, I absolutely did. I pivoted and um, I stepped into a new, a new world, a new life where I, I am the the pilot first and foremost, and I'm having an amazing, amazing time. Honestly, I, I know that life is hard and different in so many ways now with um, learning to cope with COVID, but for me personally, and for some uh, people in my circle, we used COVID as an opportunity to find and uh, find our own passions and pursue them and stop working and living for the rest of the world and starting to put ourselves first. So for myself, I'm having a blast. Um, it wasn't easy getting here, but it was so well worth the wait. So I'm, right. I'm living it up. Sure. Nice. Um, I guess I'm in the same, if not similar boat. Um, it showed me that I'm stronger than I thought I was at least. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. like coming into COVID, I was kind of, I wouldn't say I was strong, like physically, emotionally, and even psychologically uh, to a degree, but COVID's kind of like pushed that limit up, or if you, if that's the right verbiage. <laughs> so it's kind of like, it's just interesting for me to see like, all right, I'm able to, to juggle not only going to work, but school, dealing with COVID, and um, obviously launching this podcast, which we did, I think, March of last year, and it's kind of like, cool. <laughs> I can, do, I can do a lot more than I thought I could do. Absolutely, absolutely. I think learning uh, your boundaries is so, so important. And it seems like right. you've really come to realize that you can do multiple things. 
things. And I'm sure as time goes forward, you'll learn so much more about yourself and yeah. uh, what you, what more you can do as um, some chapters end. I mean, you, you mentioned school earlier and you're finishing up uh, grad school uh, pretty soon. So it's around the corner um, and that's, Right, and that'll go by very, very quickly. Uh, speaking right. from experience, it goes by very fast. So, um, you know, just enjoy it and then take some time to get to know who you are. Yeah, that's where I'm probably gonna struggle because I'm so used to just keep constantly working that I'm having very little time to for myself or last like so many months. And it's kind of like, okay, let me take a break. Let me figure out what I want to do and go for it. I think that's the problem I'm going to have for myself. Right, right. And you, you know, you, you'll struggle and we've all struggled, but what you're going to have to do is find a new routine, right? To build, build a new way of going about your day. And that could be, um, you know, that could be balancing work and maybe, um, maybe even finding some new passion projects or, um, you know, some way to spend your free time or, um, I don't know. There's just so many adventures out there that you can pursue. You could, you know, even start going on some road trips Whatever it is that your heart desires. I encourage right. you to give yourself that time and get to know yourself and um, don't, don't tell yourself that it's, that it's going to be impossible and that's going to be hard because that's what I'm hearing from you. And that's not what you want to do for yourself. You want to, right. you should be your number one supporter, your number one, um, you know, cheerleader. Uh, for lack of a term, because if you see life as always going to be tricky or always going to be challenging, I mean, that that's part of life. That's part of getting older. That's, you know, part of understanding or not understanding the unknown and learning how to grapple with it. But you will be okay if you tell yourself that you will be okay. And you won't know every bit of what's coming your way. But as long as you know, know that you'll be able to handle it and you'll find a way to cope, then you'll be okay. And, right. um, you know, that, that's kind of the attitude that I would encourage you to have is, uh, you know, and I, I know that you've been in the work, school, all of that grind, but right. you'll find another way to balance out work with some other incredible pastimes, right? So you'll, you'll figure that out and you might actually find uh, out some new things about yourself, right? As I mentioned earlier. Yeah, yeah I totally agree. Um, yeah, I guess I have to lack of a better word, rewire my brain. I know that's kind of cliched, but I kind of have to. Yeah. 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 And it's possible. It's possible. Clearly you already know what you have to do, right? Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. You'll be good. You'll be good. Yeah. So how has COVID affected you? I'm, I, I know I have my answer. So Okay, well, no, 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 then no, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Go for it. Go for it. Speak so, your truth. What's going on? So, uh, it's kind of like two parts here. Part one is before I had COVID and part two is after I got COVID. Yes, I got COVID back in January of this year, but I'll get to that in a minute. So uh, before COVID, I thought that COVID was just, okay, we don't know what it is. Let's kind of be by ourselves for like, quarantine for a while. And then we can figure, the scientists will figure out a good like vaccine or like within a few months. And we just have to wear a mask and that's it. I thought it was going to be pretty easy. Um, I kind of figured it would be more than two weeks, mainly because it's a new virus. Um, don't know how 
humans got it, but somehow humans got it. And then that's okay. That's just my opinion. But and then so and then fast forward to late January of this year, I got COVID. <laughs> don't know how, and I don't kind of don't want to know how either. But anyways, at the end of the day, I got COVID, and that actually kind of changed my views because I, I I've heard people like suffering severely from COVID, from like getting like you know like a cough or a cold ish kind of thing to even a new set of lungs, which is like huge. And then for me, it's like, okay, I have body aches, got body pains, and that's it. <laughs> I couldn't mm-hmm. like, every like you know you know how you fall sick, uh, and then you get like the body aches, you, like sitting hurts, standing hurts, lying on your bed hurts. That's all I had for two days. I was like, why is everything hurt all of a sudden? Like, and mm-hmm. my thought, my my thing was on Monday, the Monday before, since I got I felt this way on a Tuesday, Wednesday. I, the Monday before, I was like, I thought I had a really hard workout, and I thought I was just like, you know, sore from that. Like Tuesday next morning, so I was like, okay, probably for my workout. I'm just like, okay, and then turned out one of my coworkers uh, got COVID. That not not the two, not the Friday after I felt that way, but the week after, week plus. And it's like, okay, let's all get tested just to be sure, and that's how I end up getting COVID. So I was kind of like, okay. I'm bulletproof now. <laughs> yeah, no, I, um, I'm glad that you're doing okay. Um, just continue right. to be cautious and mindful because right. there's no guarantee, but I'm glad that you definitely have this positive outlook and that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm over here like, okay, I got COVID and then a few months went by March. Yeah, March or April this year, I ended up getting two shots of uh, from Pfizer. I'm just like, I'm good now. <laughs> so, what yeah, are your thought processes? Um, it's not really a thought process. It's more like my experience. Um, I was very conscientious. Right. Um, I have been very frustrated with uh, people who. Uh, believe themselves to be superhuman who were who have essentially um no please please don't don't raise your hand because it's going to frustrate me because i it really frustrates me because i've i've lost people to covid and it's due to the lack of respect for a virus that we don't know much about we still don't know enough about it and it's changed so much and people just went on with their lives they were celebrating Celebrating things, having parties, going out, doing whatever they wanted. Like this was not a thing. They were going out maskless. They were not social distancing. And it really frustrated me because here I was trying my best to isolate myself from the world. Um, you know, and as, aside from, you know, anyone, it's just like, it was just me and, um, you know, my family of four, and when I mean my family of four, I mean myself, my, um, my husband and our cats, that's it. Like I was not even, I was not seeing friends. I was not seeing any family. I was like, I do not trust. And I don't know where you've been. So right. that was really, really a challenge for me. And to see the fact that I was following the rules and that people were not was pretty angering because I felt like people were just laughing in the face of this virus. And that's why it took so long. And that's the truth. It's like, that's how it kept spreading because people continue to travel. They continue to do things that they weren't supposed to. 
and it was just really um, angering. But what I did is I turned it into an opportunity for me to succeed on my own. So I um, devoted myself to my work. I put all of my energy back into my business, Empower You. And I decided to continue my work with my clients and really just focusing on not only building myself up, but building others up as well, because I knew that this was a time in which it was so needed. And it's always needed to have that sense of empowerment and to empower others. But COVID has shown me that people need more support than they're willing to admit. And those that are willing to admit that they want the support, um, in addition to needing it, they are the ones that are my target audience, right? right. Because a lot of people have this whole, I can do it all by myself attitude. And yeah. uh, I'm guilty of it as well, but, right? And yeah. I have shown my audience that, yeah, we can do a lot of things by ourselves or try to, but it might not go so well. So maybe accept that a little bit of help isn't a bad thing, except that you might need a tribe to back you up and support you as you're going through things. And uh, my tribe helped me. It's like I wrote, you know, I co-authored a book this year and hard copies will be here soon. And I, <laughs> I started to coach, um, you know, coach my students again and coach women again. And I started to be interviewed on various podcasts and start having discussions. And now I'm interviewing other um, amazing women who have done such amazing things in their lifetime and uh, really use COVID as an opportunity to fly and thrive, quite honestly. And it's just been, it's just been phenomenal, to be honest. Um, I, I myself has been, have been very cautious, but um, I, I am so grateful to the world because for all the good and the bad that happened in this past year and a half, I personally have learned a lot about myself and I've learned just like you have what I can and can't do. And there's a lot that I can do. And, um, you know, I'm actually going to be, um, a regional supervisor, so like a teacher trainer with um, with AmeriCorps this year, in addition nice. to mentoring youth. So I'm going to, you know, I have a case of about 25 to 30 people and they will be under my care and I will be mentoring them as they go through their year of service with us. And it's something that I experienced this past year. And I, I truly believe that it is really important for us to empathize with others, to empower others and to nurture them, right. um, you know, in a tough love uh, as well as empathetic love kind of way. And that's exactly what I'm going to be able to do. And for the first time I'm doing everything that I have wanted to do. I am not compromising myself. I am not um, changing who I am for others. I'm not, uh, working for anybody that does not support my values because I have decided that I am no longer going to fit myself into a box to appease a job or a person or the world. Um, I am now going to align myself with opportunities that match who I already am. And maybe they will enhance who I am going forward because I am just, I'm too old to keep folding myself up like a piece of origami 
to have someone just spit me back out and say, no, you're not a good fit for us. We tried. And, you know, it's, uh, it's not something that I'm willing to do anymore. I'm not willing to sacrifice my mental health, my, my well-being, who I am overall and who I want to be for a paycheck. I am now going to make sure that I am given what I owe, what I am owed. And in turn, I will give back to you as well. And it's just a phenomenal feeling to be able to have this sense of realization that I can do it, I will do it, and I am doing it. And that's exactly what I'm doing now for the first time in my career. Every opportunity that I am pursuing is one that aligns fully and wholly with who I am uh, at this given moment and who I will be in the future. And that is just an indescribable feeling. I just can't even tell you. And I'm just, I'm so, so, so grateful. Um, you know, that being said, this year has been tough, but I am so grateful that I have come out of it stronger and willing to impact the world in an even more positive way. And I get to do it with a smile on my face. As I tell my clients, I get to design my day every single day now. I get to choose how it runs, how it goes, right. uh, when I get up, when I get my work done, who I work with. This is all, for the most part, it's, it's all on me. And that is the greatest gift that anybody can give themselves. So, you know, the moment that oh. you choose yourself, the world is your oyster. So in short, you're saying you're going to have empowered you. Sorry, bad joke. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. So it's interesting. Like I've, I know, I know a lot of people who have started job or yeah, basically started a new uh, new job, started a uh, company, started multiple companies while working their nine to five job, and basically people figured out like hey this insert thing your job life marriage whatever isn't working out the way i want it to work out and people have talked to their wives husbands girlfriends boyfriends whoever talked to their bosses talked to counselors talked to psychologists all that stuff uh, those type of people and said hey we're i want to have a lasting memory if not for X, Y, Z person, but at least for my family at a minimum. Because at the end of the day, it's not what you do that makes a difference. It's how you remember that makes a difference. Like, for example, MLK, Martin Luther King Jr., Gandhi, they're both fought for human, basically human rights and all that mm -hmm. good stuff. But unfortunately, and they want to actually, and obviously Gandhi, um, what do we call it? Fought for India, like the Indian subcontinent's freedom like being India, Pakistan, and Bangladesh after he passed away. Um, but unfortunately, they, like other humans, like I'm not perfect, but we still talk to them 50, 60 plus years later saying, look at what we they have done. Look at like George Washington. Look what, what Abe Lincoln has done. We still talk to him like 100 plus years later. So it's kind of like interesting to see this. People realizing you're here, but our legacy will last till day after tomorrow, forever, so. <laughs> Sorry, I, I kind of went on a little rant there. No, it's okay, it's okay. You don't need to apologize for speaking yeah. your truth. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So yeah, that's just uh, my own thought process and stuff like that. And 
And then that also affected me too, because like before the whole pandemic, I was thinking like, should I start a podcast? Should I not? Should I get the equipment for the podcast? Will my podcast be successful? What will my podcast name be? And it's like, and, I'll, and then the funny thing is, I was talking to the bat and it's kind of like, hey, he was in the same boat. Should we start, should I start a podcast? What should I talk about? It's like, hey, let's just, let's just form one podcast, see how it goes. And either of us don't like it. We can always quit. It's not like we're going to like quit. It's not like we're going to like have this thing. We have to work on this forever. And thing doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. So it's kind of like, hey, let's just join forces and let's figure it out. Right, right. Yeah, so, so yeah, that, that was that was fun, and obviously, and I, I don't know about that. I can't speak for him, obviously, but I I like having a podcast. Like I love it. Like I like having it. I like talking to different people. I like meeting, discussing different things. And again, that's kind of a little bit of backstory about how the podcast was uh, started and all that good stuff. Yeah, well, that that's an that's an amazing thing. I mean, that's a win for you, right? That's something yeah. that came out of COVID that um, you know it inspired you to create this for yourself, right. and that's an incredible thing that you not only had the idea, but you pieced it together and you're pursuing it, right. and it's a work in progress, but you're doing it, and you know who who can say anything else about it right so that's that's an excellent thing and that that's exactly what we want to encourage people to do is to you know pick their passion projects wisely and pursue them you know Mm -hmm. craft them together and uh that's that's an incredible that's an incredible incredible thing because if you're living for you and if you're working for you and if it's truly something that you love and that you're passionate about, then you're, you never really see it as work, right? As they right. say that if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Right. And that is so, so true. And um, it seems like you're definitely finding your foot, your footing in that arena. And I myself and find, you know, I found my footing and I'm, I'm really loving it. And I'm really excited to start, um, you know, traveling safely, but, you know, start going on road trips and start, you know, going places locally for um, three or four days at a time here and there, because, um, you know, shout out, I created uh, for myself um, an opportunity where my work is 98% remote. So if I plan it accordingly, I can go out, you know, for a weekend, you know, getaway or, you know, four or five days, anytime I want, maybe at least once a month. And uh, for myself and my husband, we are so excited. I told him, I said, your, your work is remote, so we can do this. Just like we just bring our computers and just go. And we are so, so excited for that. And, you know, and we, we decided to finally pursue that opportunity. We decided to not wait for the world to hand it to us, but we decided to claim it. And, you know, like, uh, like yourself and like myself, and like countless others, that's exactly what COVID has taught us is right. that if the world is not going to create that opportunity for you, you need to create that opportunity for yourself because otherwise you'll be waiting on the sidelines forever, just kind of kicking back your feet going, okay, when is it going to come my way? But sometimes you have to demand it, pull right. it close to you, hold it close and just say, nope, you're mine. I'm going to make this happen today. And that's exactly what all of us have done. And I, I hope that we continue to do that. You know, right. yeah. So it's kind of like um, I don't mean to quote epic rap battles in history, 
but I'm going to do it anyways. But in one of their rap battles, it was basically Western versus Eastern philosophers where Nietzsche says, you have to take control of the life you're given. And it, it's, it's true. Like you have to be able to understand what you, what you're passionate about because not everyone's passionate about waking up at six in the morning for a nine o'clock job that you would rather not be there at, which is obviously soul crushing and draining. And I think everyone, at least some to some degree, has experienced that. So, and I'll, and who said life was easy, right? Again, another cliche. Hey, you're yeah. <laughs> no, no, sorry about that. Yes, no, I I definitely agree with you. I definitely agree with you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I could not agree more. Yeah. So that's just my thought process of everything that happened during COVID for me during the pandemic. And then, um, so life after COVID, I guess, um, after the, after when the pandemic ends, what, what do you think will happen? Um, I don't, first of all, I don't think it's ever going to end. I think it's going to be something that we're passing along to the upcoming generations and that's just the way that it is. Um, I, I would like to say, you know, I'm going to amend that statement for myself to not be life after COVID, but life with COVID because there are variants that are running around and there are probably some that we don't even know about. And I really feel like COVID has shown a light on the imperfections, the flaws in our society and the flaws in our mindset, right? Just um, across the board um, in various career sectors, um, just in the way that people orient themselves, the way that people behave, just overall in general, it's, um, it's, it's definitely shown a light and it's shown a light on the gaps that we need to fill. So I think going forward, people are going to realize that we need to make some serious changes, you know, systemically. Um, in the U.S., we have some a lot of work to do. Um, in other countries, we have a lot of work to do. Um, but hopefully, we learn from it. That's that's something that's coming up countless times in conversations that I'm having with people is that hopefully we learn from this and that this does not happen again because this is the result of a lack of respect. This is the result of people and their egos. And it was a long time coming. And COVID just exasperated, exacerbated the way that we all feel and have felt about so many things. And unfortunately, that includes the evils in the world that have just kind of used this as an opportunity to come forward and speak right. their truth and spread their harm. And really, I think life going forward is just going to be a little bit more conscientious, a little bit more um, filled with empathy is what I'm hoping for. And that's something that right. I'm witnessing in my circles. Like for myself, I'm, um, I'm setting boundaries and I'm protecting myself. If uh, my values don't align with other people, or if they just, um, or certain people that I used to spend time with or talk to, if they're just too toxic for me, I don't explain myself. I don't even try because it's not worth it. And it's not worth the headache, but I just kind of close the door on that avenue and I just think, okay, I've come a long way. I'm no longer the same person that they used to know. 
So I'm not going to go back in time in order for me to move forward. I really need to move forward. And that means um, shrinking my social circle, expanding my business network, um, you know, and really being more intentional with my time. I think for myself, I'm definitely going to be more intentional with my time, um, how I spend it and who I spend it with. And uh, that's going to be applied to my professional life, my personal life, um, just life overall. And that's, that's something that I'm really, really focusing on is my wellness, because as, um, as a woman, I, we as women for centuries have uh, talked about this countless times, but we have allowed the world to tell us what we're good at, what we can't do, what our limitations are, and it's, uh, it's come to a head. And this year, women have been disproportionately impacted by COVID. So I definitely want to be one of the few uh, going forward who not only help my fellow women rise up, but help myself rise up and say, you know, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to live for the rest of the world. I'm going to be more intentional with my time. If I want to travel, I'm going to travel. If I want to, um, you know, if, if I want to have a party, I'm going to have a party. Not, not that I really do, but my, my point is, is that I'm going to live for me. Right. I'm not going to live for others. And uh, with, with COVID, I, I'm actually much happier because it's shown me who is truly in my corner and who isn't. And um, I look forward to the future with COVID, mind you, right. you know, mask and all. So, yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned earlier that, that uh, women have been dis- disproportionately affected by COVID. What do you mean by that? Just out of curiosity. We have lost our jobs. If you look it up, it's actually um, pretty scary that women have lost, have been put out of work more than men. And that is because women primarily are the caretakers of their families. That means when it comes to their relatives, it means when it comes to their children, they are the person that people rely on. So instead of going back to work, they have been taking unemployment and staying at home because work means that they have to go back. That means that they have to find sitters. That means that they have to find caretakers and that all costs money. And that's not easy. And society has created it. We society is to blame. So women now are thinking, okay, what can I do from home? If you look through Facebook, if you just look up the ads, the amount of women who are looking for work from home opportunities, where they can be their own boss, where they can call the shots as to the hours that they work, um, as to the work that they do from their home. Like even if their kids are, you know, they're working, they're, they're on Zoom in, in school, right? For a couple of hours. During those two hours, right. imagine what the woman of the house is doing. She's either cleaning, cooking, doing something, right? Because everyone relies on her. Or she's also looking for an opportunity where she can be flexible, where she can maybe sell jewelry for a couple of hours um, on Instagram, or she can send emails or she can be a virtual assistant, whatever it is, women are looking for more flexible options that they can still provide for their families because they are tired and COVID has screwed them over. So when COVID screwed them over, it showed women that, hey, I need to find an opportunity that supports my new way of life because my kids are home, my parents live with me or my parents need me, what have you. And the responsibilities are tenfold what they were pre-COVID. So yeah, women are 
women are overwhelmed and they are looking for ways to um, just stay above water, keep their heads above water. And in my own network, uh, that's exactly why there are so many women entrepreneurs this year. If you look it up, how many women are um, pursuing their own passions this year because they're realizing that the nine to five job just does not support their needs. They never supported their needs, but they thought that was their only option. And with COVID, there are more remote uh, work from home opportunities than ever before. And I definitely think that they're going to stick stick with it. So yeah, when I say women were dis disproportionately impacted, I I mean it. I mean it. Um, men, you all have more flexibility, and it's it's not on you. It's just the way that the world here was built. Um, but women are definitely finding a way and we have been proven to be very resourceful creatures for centuries and just keep an, keep an eye out. You'll be able to see what other things we've got going on. Cool. Uh, but I didn't know that any of that. So thank you for telling me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I guess my opinion of future COVID would be like, I mean, like moving forward, that's what I mean by future of COVID is that. I think it's going to be here, like you said, it's going to be here for X amount of generations to come until we figure out a, uh, lack of a better word, end-all, be-all cure for everything, like HIV, AIDS, the common cold, COVID, stuff like that, everything. Just find one end-all, be-all cure. And I think it's, it's going to be, COVID is going to be that till that happens. And, and then... I think will be just kind of like the common cold in a sense where it's like, you just get a shot, maybe a couple shots a year, if that, and then that's it. You move on to the next episode quote, to, to quote Dr. Dre. Um, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see what, like how COVID will happen or what, what will happen at like five or six years after COVID. Like it'd be interesting to see that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think we're definitely not in the thick of it where we can't go and mingle with others. We can't go out right. into the world. But um, I, uh, again, I'm going to say that it's not, there's never going to be an after COVID. It's just going to be with COVID, just like you mentioned the common cold. Right. Uh, you know, if you think about it, lots of people this year over the, you know, various news outlets have been making comparisons to polio, right? The polio outbreak. Um, right. It's, uh, it's now a booster shot that you take, right? Before kids go to school. So uh, we are not, it, it's never going to go away. These viruses are going to stay here, but it's about how we're going to learn how to cope with them, how to live with them, how to coexist, right? This means the booster shots that you mentioned. This means um, extra health protocols, right? Washing your hands, wearing your mask. I mean, this year we were so concerned about COVID. You know what didn't happen? We didn't freak out about the flu. We didn't freak out about cold because people who were listening, they were masking up, they were wearing gloves, they were keeping themselves distanced. And it's clear that those are protocols that we need to keep not only for COVID, but just for illnesses in general. Right. And I think it's just, it's so, it's so basic, right? That, that common courtesy, that hygiene aspect of it. But it's, you know, common sense is not common. And hopefully going forward, people, will realize that, hey, maybe this is something that we need to encourage for all illnesses. You know, if you get sick, mask up, quarantine, stay at home. Don't just go and fight through it and be Mr. or Miss Bravado and say, oh, hey, I can do it. I can keep moving forward. You know, it's just, it's not a good way to be. And we do it all the time, right? We, we praise the overworked 
human being. But I think one thing that COVID has taught countless people this year is that when you need a break, take a break. And if that means that you're sick, if that means that you, you know, you have a cold, you feel something coming on, stay home for a couple of days. Don't worry about it. And companies are going to need to learn to be a little bit more empathetic. They are going to learn and need to learn some more empathy because if they don't, people are going to start quitting more than they have been because companies like restaurants, if I see them on the street, they're like, oh, I'm hiring for all positions. Well, of course you are because people do not want to work for less than minimum wage for very few benefits. And then they have to be on their feet all day long for people that have incredibly high egos. Why is that something that anybody in their right mind would want to sign up for? Excuse me. And, no. and, and in California, at least I can't speak for the United right, States. Right, right. Right. Um, I know California is like at will firing or at will letting go or whatever the right verbiage yeah, is. Yeah, it's, it's like, at will hiring and firing uh, yeah, contract, yes. Yeah, so it's kind of like, it kind of seems like a lot of companies, I'm not going to say every company, it's like way this certain way you're going to be finding a new job kind of thing. So it's kind of like, why do I, I think that's like also why it led to a job or job market crisis or like unemployment crisis or whatever the right verbiage again is it's kind of like i get paid shit prices i get paid very little for very few benefits for if i breathe a certain way i can i'll get fired or i can get this unemployment check and do whatever the hell i want with it most people would pick or i don't want to say most people but a lot of people would pick the unemployment side than working <laughs> at least that's my opinion no, no, I, I agree with you. I think uh, a common discussion that has been coming up, I don't know if you've heard it as well, is that how come people are staying on unemployment? You're, you know, that they are, they're, they're taking advantage. And really the, the issue shouldn't be that they want to stay home and take care of their families and live off of unemployment. The fact of the matter is that it, in California, at least, it is maybe a max of $2,800 that you get a month. That is not a lot of money. But that is more, if they are willing to stay home and take that and collect it month after month, that means that their job was not paying them that much in the first place. And that should be the crux of the issue, that they need to get paid more. Like I was just watching um, a show and they, you know, it was like teachers were competing um, for, for funds for their classrooms. And one teacher was like, okay, a hundred dollars. And she didn't live in California, but it is very common. And she gets $100 to spend on her classroom. That is not that much money. I know that, um, a, you know, schools that I have been affiliated with, that I have worked with, if you had a master's degree, okay, woohoo, if they, if it qualified, they give you $1,000. That's it. I went to school for three to four extra years and you're going to give me $1,000. Do you know what that's going to do for me? Nothing. So that is the kind of lack of appreciation that this com- that this world gives to people who serve, right? And it's right. just, it's a worker bee mentality. It's like, oh, please work for me. Please kill yourself for me. Please give all of yourself. And this is how much I'm going to give back to you. It is absolutely ludicrous. And this is why we're going to face a teacher shortage and not just a teacher shortage. In every aspect, in every sector going forward, people are going to demand more. And if their needs are not met, they're not going to compromise their values anymore because they've realized that it's not worth it anymore. They realize that they can find a better opportunity elsewhere. And right. that is the best 
thing that that is that is the best thing to happen you know as people here say them as like since life spread that is the best thing when people realize their worth they are no longer willing to put up with being abused on multiple levels even if it's subtle they're no well they're no longer willing to put themselves through that and that's an amazing thing mm-hmm. i agree and like uh, again i think i mentioned this during your first podcast in the show where it's like i don't understand why athletes get millions upon millions of dollars potentially but teachers who actually change the world get paired next to nothing, if not nothing at all. That's just my own questioning. Like why, I mean, I understand like certain sports like football, rugby, wrestling, you're, you're putting your body through a car crash over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, fine. I understand like some of that money goes towards keeping your body relatively there because <laughs> God knows it ain't going to be there for very long. And then, to, again, to a lesser extent, even with basketball and football, where it's like, all right, I may not get a concussion every match or every game, but I'm putting my health out there. But at the same time, it's like you're just, all you're doing is literally just like putting a ball into a circular hoop or crossing a certain line in over like, in a certain area or like in or putting a ball into a back of a net. I mean, it, you're like – the, at least from the fans point of view it's like it doesn't change your life that one team one versus the other team one it's kind of like life goes on and stuff like that and that's coming from a guy who played sports for most of his life and put his body through hell and a half so I, I am, i'm talking from both sides here so but again my own thought process no and um absolutely thank you for sharing that because as as you know from our previous discussion um, I agree. And I am not yes. denouncing sports, but I am saying that it can be an equal playing field because they both go hand in hand. Right. People who work with children, who work with young people, who are with them from K through 12 in the college, they deserve so much more than what they're getting. And they are the ones that are getting these, uh, these young people geared up to head into the sports world they are the ones that are getting them geared up for it. So shouldn't they be, you know, shouldn't there be an agreement? Like, hey, you're going to make that much money. I want to make that much money. And there is money. There is money sitting around that just is not being used for proper things. It's uh, one belief that I've had my entire life. It's, it's, It's all about the allocation of funds. Where is this money going? How is it being used? And who is benefiting from it? And right now, uh, the people that need it the most, right? Healthcare, uh, restaurants, um, you know, educators, uh, where is that money going? You know, I mean, these days it's like, you know, even these companies, they don't want to pay benefits. So they have these contractors and they want to pay them like what, 20 bucks an hour? If that. It's if that, if that, that's actually that, that's a pretty, that's like a win if you get that. That is shameful, okay? In other countries, salaries, cost of living is less and salaries are more. Imagine that. But if you say that, then that that becomes like people start talking, oh, that's socialism. It's like, okay, but they're happier. They get to live. They don't live from paycheck to paycheck. And here in this country, and then, I mean, honestly, you know, Rhino, like for you, and for I, you know, for our generation, people are telling uh, us and they're making claims that we are not, um, 
you know, that the population is depleting and that Which we are is. not just and having kids. But it's because the people that came before us, they made it so hard for us. They messed up this country. So now we have to yeah. clean up the mess and then they want us to have kids on top of it. Yeah, and it's, it's kind of like, do I have $100 that I can spend? Do I buy food or do I buy food for the kids? And, or do I support the kids? Or it's kind of like, what, what, both are well, important. You- Right, right. No, I, I agree. I agree. And again, that's a budgeting issue. And um, for some families, it really is that dire. But, um, you know, for for myself and those that are on that are in my circle, right, we're, we're kind of, you know, we're, we have our partners and we, we it's something right. that we want to do. And it's something that we're planning for. But we we've, we've delayed it for so many years for just that reason. We wanted to right. put our career first. And for women like myself, I love working. And I don't intend to have multiple children. And that's because I know what's within my budget and I know what's within my, you know, uh, limitations. It's like, for me, I am happy giving to just one child and just being there for them and supporting them and, um, you know, sending them on their way. That's kind of, that's a commitment that I'm willing to make, but it's uh, it's this pressure that you have to have more than one child or kids, if at all. And why would you want pets? And why would you? It's just all of this criticism from people that have created this very difficult system for us that we have to live in. We can't afford to buy homes. You in the area that we that you and I live in, if you want to buy a plot of land, it is like it can be like eighty thousand. Um, maybe even 800,000, at least close to one mil, clo- higher than that. And it's yeah. not even in a good area, but yeah. it's because it's in Silicon Valley. That is insane. That is yeah. absolutely insane. But then there's also, but then there's the thing is that our parents, there's this belief that we need to own property. We need to build equity. I actually don't believe in that. I do not believe in that. I, I've grown up with that white picket fence mentality, but it's since shifted because life after COVID has shown me that, hey, I can have the life that I want and I can live in luxury. But if that means that I'm leasing a condo, I'm happy with that. And that's exactly the life that I've chosen. And I'm very, very happy. I get to live within my means. I get to travel whenever I want. I get to do whatever I want. And I'm happy. But there are people out there who might say, hey, why wouldn't you want this too? Why wouldn't you want that too? Because that's just not within my budget. I would rather not be house poor and put all of my money into a home for the sake of building that equity when I could have a beautiful home that I might be leasing, but it's mine. Right. And I can pay for someone to help me clean it, manage it. I can travel whenever I want at the drop of a hat. Yeah. It's just, it's just interesting. And I just think that we need to be more embracive of these um, new and upcoming ideas going forward. And again, this is another thing that I think our generation is learning from COVID and we need those that have come before us to stop dictating how we should live our lives because the way that we want to live is not necessarily wrong it's just different and the world that we're living in is not the world that they grew up in so they need to come to terms with that yeah i mean i know obviously we grew up in the dark ages of the internet <laughs> i mean the internet came to have, no, no, but we didn't really have internet like that i don't know if you remember it the way that i remember it we did not have internet became really really big in high school okay and maybe like towards the end of middle school but it was not really a big thing growing up for us the kids today my students they have it at the age of 
under the age of one, they have it. Yeah. You know, there's a that, note that kids are with cell phones. Yeah. 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 So like from, I, I want to be like, like, like the dark ages. I mean, like from when the year, we, like the early nineties to like, like you said, end of middle school, almost high school, kind of what I call the dark ages, where it's like, you know, it takes you like really 20 minutes just to get like on, on like Chrome, like on Google or whatever. It's kind of like, it took like a while because we had dial-ups and like modems and all of like, oh God, I still have memories from when I was younger. But it's kind of like, it changed, obviously. And I know when we have kids, their generation is going to be different from our generation. And our grandkids and our future generations will be obviously different from us. Like, it's going to be interesting to see. That's all I got to say. Everything will, everything will, uh, Rhino. I think uh, going forward, there's, you know, we don't know how exactly it's going to fit in, but it will fit in one way or another. And all we can do is keep prioritizing ourselves and our needs and our mental health and we'll be okay. I really believe that we'll be okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like you said, I think think a good note to end on is, uh, it's not the life we live, it's the legacy we leave behind. I I forgot who, I don't know, I don't know if I just made that up on the spot or if someone else quoted that, but I'm just gonna throw that out there. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely right now. I could not, I could not agree more. It's about uh, living your life in a way that people remember you in a positive light. I agree. Yes. So I guess we'll end it there for today. Sounds good, sounds good. As always, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, I'll put all the information down below in the description box about social medias, mine, as well as Empowers, as well as the hacker and the band, everybody. And if there's any hosts in the future, let us know. We'll, we'll figure something out. We'll get you on board. And then, um, as always, have a good one. See you next episode. Peace.